Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host, and this is episode number 85. And in this episode, I'm going to go into something that a lot of people experience and a lot of people have trouble overcoming, and it downright confuses the hell out of them, and they don't understand how it could happen and how to get through it. So what that is, is building strength without achieving the physique to match it at the same time. Now, this is something, again, that a lot of people experience it. Maybe you experience it. I certainly have experienced it in the past, and I've talked to hundreds, literally hundreds, maybe even thousands of people at this point who are strong as hell. They can lift a ton of weight in the gym and functionally outside of the gym. Just they can lift heavy things like they have a construction job or whatever, and they they lift heavy objects all the time. So they're very strong physically. However, they look overweight or they're carrying around a big uh, beer gut or something, or maybe not even a beer gut. Maybe they're just overweight, 30, 40 pounds overweight. They just can't seem to shed the body fat for whatever reason. And, uh, or, or they're out of shape in terms of stamina and they're out of shape in terms of energy. Again, though, at the same time, they're extremely strong. They can go into the gym. They can bench press 300 pounds. They can deadlift 400 pounds, 450 pounds, 500 pounds but they look overweight. And if you look at them, a lot of these people, you look at them and they don't look muscular. They don't look strong. They don't even look fit a lot of times. And when I talk to people who are experiencing this and they don't know why, their immediate, the immediate emotions that they feel that they project is confusion and annoyance. Confusion and annoyance. They're annoyed that they work so hard at building strength yet they still just look like your average Joe Schmo who is carrying around an extra 20, 30, 40 pounds, right? They're, they're annoyed at that and they're confused because they spend so much time working on strength. Like they go in there and they focus on their one rep max. They go into the gym and they focus on their PRs and they focus on spending two hours in the gym at a time, three, four days a week. But they still, again, look overweight because they are overweight and they're carrying around that extra 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds and they don't know why. They have no idea why because in theory, in their mind, they're following all the principles that they think they should be following, which is they're they're utilizing progressive overload concepts in the gym. They're always lifting more. They're always challenging their body to do more. They are eating appropriate amounts of food in their own mind anyway and they are getting in a lot of calories and they're getting in a lot of um, protein and they're in their mind, they're doing all the right things and they are just continuing, continuing to, to lift. And by lifting more, they are increasing their RMR, right? Increasing their resting metabolic rate. So theoretically their caloric needs should go up 
and as their caloric needs <laughs> go up, they should need to eat more. And as they, as they continue to eat more and as they continue to lift more, their body is going to utilize those resources to build muscle and repair muscle instead of converting it to fat, right? This is all hypothetical. I mean, it's true in a vacuum, but in reality, there's so many other variables and that's where people get, they get lost. They take a path down a road that they think is correct. And while they may have six or seven or eight of the 10 things needed that, that they're doing right, they might have six, seven of eight of those. The other two, they really need to round out the details and without rounding out the details, they're never going to really achieve what they want to achieve. So again, this is something I was guilty of years ago. Uh, and I know a lot of people, I talk to people, honestly, it's, it's, it's almost, it's definitely weekly. It's almost daily at this point who are experiencing the same thing. They're always getting stronger. And by the way, a lot of people like to brag a little bit about being stronger. They like to brag about how strong they become while at the same time being self-conscious and almost outwardly self-conscious about not having the body that they really want. And they kind of hide behind their strength. Uh, this is mostly true with men I've found, but some women too. But anyway, they hide behind their strength a little bit. They hide behind the fact that they can deadlift like more than me or, or, or more than, you know, someone else who has a, a, a fit body or someone like a bodybuilder or something like that. Uh, they hide behind that and it almost becomes this like weird competitive thing. Uh, but at the same time you start digging a little deeper and you start to see that annoyance that I was talking about, that frustration and the confusion that I was talking about. So, um, so why does this happen? Okay, maybe you're one of these people. Maybe you are experiencing this. Do you find yourself going to the gym all the time, lifting tons and tons of weights, like spending, again, an hour and a half, two hours, little, maybe even more than that, maybe three hours at a time in the gym, pushing yourself to keep things, um, keep the, the, the level higher, keep the bar higher, keep continuing to raise the bar. So you're lifting more and more and more, but you still don't have the body that you want. And you've been doing this for two or three or four years, and you still don't have the body that you want. And you're still overweight, or you still have that muffin top, or you still have all of the physical characteristics from the neck down that you hate about yourself, or you're still not fitting into the clothes that you want to fit into. Like if you're still in that situation, I want to break that down. I want to unpack this a little bit so that you understand a little bit more about what's going on. Okay. Because again, there's a common misconception that lifting more weight is going to get you a better body. Okay, that alone will not do it. Lifting more weight will not get you a better body. Is it a component of the, the, the multi-component structure that you need? Yes. Okay, it's a, there's a multi-part system that you need to follow. You, there's multiple things you need to do. Again, also, you can't just eat well. If you just eat well and do nothing else, that's not going to get you the result either. If you just lift appropriately or lift heavy weights in the gym or whatever, if you just do the training side, that's not going to do it either. You need the whole package. And there's a lot of pieces to that. Okay. There's a lot of pieces to that. Um, so I know on this podcast and on my blog and other conversations and, and even on Facebook, I have done a lot of content on this one thing I'm about to talk about, which is that muscle is a function of strength and strength is a function of muscle. Okay. And when I say that, I know a lot of people are going to hear that 
and say, well, by that definition, Gordon, if muscle is a function of strength and I am lifting more weights, I should have more muscle, correct? And the answer is yes, but there's a but, okay? There's a but. When I talk about muscle as a function of strength and strength as a function of muscle, the one caveat to that, right, the one asterisk, if you will, is that when I talk about muscle as a function of strength, I'm talking about set wide, like continuous motion. So continuous movements, continuous lifting, not one rep max, not, uh, not personal records, not PRs. Okay. So here, let me paint that picture a little bit more clearly. I have spelled this out before in the past, but I want to paint it again. So if you go into the gym and you're doing deadlifts, okay. And you're doing deadlifts all day, for like an hour and a half, just doing them over and over and over and over again. And you're working your way up and you get yourself to this point where you're doing whatever your max weight is. I'm just going to throw out a number 400 pounds and you do 400 pounds one time. That is your personal record. You can only do it once. You can't do it twice. Literally you don't have enough strength in your body to do it twice. And then you just do that number and you call it. And then that becomes the thing that you do. So from there on out, every single week when you go in to do deadlifts, you do a couple of warm-up sets, and then you go and you do your one lift, your one 400-pound deadlift, one time, and you do that one time. Maybe you do it for three or four sets, so you do one rep, drop it, you come back a couple minutes later, you do it again, drop it, come back a couple minutes later, do it again, and you just do that, and that's your routine. That is one rep max strength. That does not require your body to have the muscle mass that a bodybuilder would have. Just think about the amount of muscle you need to lift one thing one time. If you want to lift one heavy amount of weight one time, why does your body need to develop muscles or a physique that is symmetrical and has muscle definition and has all these other characteristics that you want aesthetically in order to do that one thing? That's not how it works. Okay. That what you will build, however, is you'll build twitch muscle strength. You'll build explosiveness. You'll build synergistic muscle timing and, uh, like, which is basically the amount of time, like you're shedding microseconds at this point and nanoseconds, but the amount of time that it takes other muscles to engage in order for you to lift a certain amount of weight, like stuff like that, little, little, small, micro details will improve, will get better. This is like, that's the difference between like an athlete, like a professional football player and a bodybuilder, right? Professional football players, in most cases, almost all cases are far stronger than bodybuilders. They're more explosive. They can lift more. They can, they can, they can push 300 pound men out of the way, right? They're strong as hell, right? And they're fast and they have so much athleticism. It's unreal. But when you see them and they take their shirt off, like they just, they kind of just look like an average guy that's kind of big and it, he kind of looks like he works out, right? There's a very different level of what's going on there. It's not because they're not strong. It's because they focus on being able to be strong at their peak for one or two seconds and then not at all, right? So they, they have the ability to develop power which is maximum force in a minimum amount of time. That's called power. And when you are going in for your one rep max or your personal record on lifts to just do one or two reps, 
what you're doing is you're developing power. You're developing the ability to call upon all the strength in your body, all of the force in your body in the shortest amount of time. And then you're going into rest mode. So that is not going to build you the body that you want aesthetically. That's going to build you more strength. And that's about it. You will build more muscle mass slowly, but it's all going to be underneath and it's not going to be the muscle mass that you're probably looking for. And it will never convert into a bodybuilder's physique. It will never happen. That's why bodybuilders and powerlifters look so different. Even the strongest men and strongest women in the world who compete in powerlifting routines and powerlifting meets and powerlifting competitions, a lot of times, yeah, they might be big physically, they're thick, you know, but they don't have the a bodybuilder's physique. They very rarely ever do. Very rarely. A lot of times, like there's genetics in play there, or they have some interest in bodybuilding, so they kind of train like a bodybuilder a little bit in the offseason kind of thing, but they very rarely ever have any signs of having a bodybuilder's physique or a chiseled physique or a defined physique. Okay. It's always just strength and mass, strength and mass. So let's talk about what it takes to actually get a fit physique, a six pack, uh, muscle definition, toning, as a lot of people call it, real thin, lean body, uh, body compositions. Okay. Let's talk about that. The way to do that is through a process called hypertrophy. Okay, I'll say it again. <laughs> the way to develop a lean, chiseled, cut um, physique is through a process called hypertrophy. Now, this goes for you, you ladies and men who want to get down into like the eight, nine, ten percent body fat, like super shredded, like you know, really paper thin looking skin, like your muscles are popping out and you have abs for days and all this. Okay, it also applies for you, uh, men and women who want to get that maybe 14, 15, 16, 17% body fat. So you look really, really lean. You look toned. You look great. You could go to any beach and be like probably the, the most in shape person there. However, you don't look so, uh, you don't look like you have such low body fat that you could step on stage. Okay. You're still going to be more, more cut, more chiseled. You're still going to have a six pack. You're still going to look better than probably all your friends, all your family members. But at the same time, again, you won't have that, that super shredded look. Uh, this goes for both of you. Hypertrophy will give you both of these bodies. It just depends on how long you want to deploy it and how much you want to pump the brakes and how much you want to accelerate it. And that's a process and it takes time. But anyway, hypertrophy, let's talk about it. Okay. This is developing, and this goes back to my strength versus muscle mass curve that I was talking about. Strength is a function of muscle and muscle is a function of strength. Okay. So let's talk about it. When I talk about strength, versus as a, as a function of muscle and vice versa, what I'm talking about again is your strength for sets, your strength for sets. Meaning when you do a set of an exercise, a resistance exercise, like lifting a weight, let's just say, I'll just throw another one, uh, bench press. Okay. Bench press, bench press will build your chest. Bench press will build your triceps. Uh, bench press will build your shoulders a little bit. Bench press will even attack the um, parts of your back a little bit and your core. Uh, it works a lot of your upper body, more than what you think. Anyway, when you're doing a bench press, if you have a, a bench press one rep max, like a personal record, like the most weight you can lift one time, and let's just say it's 225 pounds, okay? 225 pounds you can lift at one time. 
great. However, if you were to spend your time during your sets of six, eight, or 10 reps, somewhere in that range, and you were doing 180 pounds for the entire thing, and you were doing them slow, like two to three seconds in both the eccentric and concentric parts of the movement, so both the upward and the and the downward lift, the positive and the negative, um, if you were to spend two, three seconds up and down, and you were doing sets, like three, four, five, six sets of that, and you're doing strength for sets, again, strength for sets, and then the next day you do the same thing, but you do it with another core lift, let's just say squats, okay, squats, so you're working your legs and your core uh, through squats, and you're doing the same thing, you are like maybe 70 or 80% of your personal record, 70, 80% of your one rep max, and you're doing sets of six, eight, or 10 reps, and you're doing them nice and slow, two, three seconds in both the eccentric and concentric parts of the movement, and then the next day you do it again uh, with deadlifts, and then the next day you do it again with overhead press, and then you supplement all of that with different accessory movements, and you, and you do that in a structured way that maps to your exact goals, guess what's going to happen? What you're going to do is you're not going to build ridiculous powerlifting strength. You're not going to develop crazy, explosive athletic strength and speed and power, right? Force over time. You're not going to develop that. But what you are going to develop is strength over an extended period of time. Right, you're gonna. It's gonna be lower strength over an extended period of time, and what that does is that builds muscle mass. Okay, that builds muscle mass. It's time under tension. Your body's under tension for longer, and the way that it develops itself to handle and withstand time under tension is with bigger muscles. Okay, it builds more muscles as you continue to do those slow two and three second eccentric concentric parts of the movements of those big core exercises, your body is going to continue to induce trauma on those muscles. And as it induces trauma on those muscles, guess what? As long as your nutrition is dialed in and you're getting all the dietary protein that you need, all of the, the carbs that you need at the right times and all the aminos are shuttling to those, those muscles as you tear them you're going to repair them. They're going to be repaired bigger and faster and stronger. And that is what is going to, over time, build up into actual visual muscle mass. Okay, That's where you're going to get visual muscle mass, which is going to ultimately give you the body that you want. Okay, That's what's going to give you um, like, like noticeably defined shoulders and the chest and abs and legs and arms and all those things that you desire, all the things that typically go into what I call people's body, like the body of their dreams. Okay. When I talk to people about the body of their dreams, almost always it comes down to having something aesthetically pleasing to them that they want, that they've always wanted. And a lot of times it can be abs. A lot of times it is a six pack. A lot of times it's something else, but that is how you develop that. It's through the process of hypertrophy. Okay, now again, it doesn't matter if you like actually truly want the physique of a bodybuilder. Again, super shredded, uh, really, really, really big muscles that are they look like they're just kind of like like bulging out of your skin. Some people want that, some people definitely don't want that. But whether you want that level 
of definition and that level of vascularity and that level of, of muscle mass or something that's scaled back a little bit, like just, you know, like a regular, um, just like someone who looks really, really, really fit. Okay. Maybe that's what you want. Those two things, again, are achieved through the same process of hypertrophy. Now, I do want to clear something up. Uh, when I talk to people they about this, a lot of times they'll come back and say, so the only way to get that is by doing those exercises, bench press, deadlift, squat, whatever. And the answer to that is no, no, that is not the only way to do it. That is how a lot of people do. That's how anyone can achieve it. And that is probably the easiest method to deploy is using traditional lifts in the gym, lifting routines. Uh, but I do know a lot of people who have gotten very, very well-defined um, big physiques through the use of calisthenics and resistance bands. The one thing that you definitely need to incorporate if you want to achieve something like this, no matter what, it's the only way to do it, is resistance. Okay, You have to use resistance. There's no other way around it, meaning you can't build a body like that on cardio. You can't build a body like that on just doing uh, push-ups and sit-ups. So it's not going to happen. You need to incorporate resistance. Now, resistance is anything that pushes against your body, anything that you have to move with your body that is difficult to move. It takes strength to move it. And that can be resistance bands, okay, as long as they're, they're of the appropriate amount of resistance and you use them the right way. Uh, or it can be traditional like iron in the gym, just moving weights, lifting weights. Uh, there's so many other ways to do it, right? Uh, but that's how it's done. Calisthenics is another way, using your body, creating force against your body with your body kind of thing, using gravity, whatever. Um, but as long as you're using resistance training and you're using it in a way where it's actually challenging, and the reason I use push-ups and sit-ups as an example of what not to do is because those things aren't enough by themselves. Um, but you know, if you add more, if you add more body weight exercises and more calisthenic based movements, it can become more. So I just want that to be clear. Okay. That, that type of physique is built off of resistance and it's done in a slow and controlled hypertrophy based approach. So if you are currently getting stronger and you're, 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 you're lifting a ton of weight, you're doing all these things and you're getting really, really, really strong, but you're not getting the body that you want. One thing that I will always recommend to people in that situation are to start utilizing progressive overload if you're not already, okay? But here's the thing. It's not simple to insert progressive overload approaches into your routine. I've had a, I dedicated an entire episode to progressive overload, and after I aired it, I realized that it could be a little misleading because even though everything I talked about there in that episode is true, and progressive overload is the best way to take yourself to the next level, it's not that simple. Okay, it depends on what you've been doing, how long you've been doing it, and what you want for your goals. You can't just go and change up everything and expect it to work. Right? The best way to approach a progressive overload methodology for you may be very different from the next guy or the next woman or the next person. It doesn't matter, you know, who it is or what they've been doing, yours may be different. Okay, but progressive overload is usually the key to take you to the next level. So whatever you're struggling with, right, I recommend writing it all down. Even though you know it in your head, write it down, have it on paper, look at it, look at areas where you could challenge yourself a little bit more and try to do that. 
that's really the, the the easiest way to explain it without diving into your unique situation, which is something I do with my clients. And that's how we take them from one level to the next, to the next, to the next, get them amazing results is by doing that. But it's, it's so opposite of one size fits all. I can't give you a, a routine to follow that will guarantee you results. Right, I hope that makes sense. Uh, one example of this is a, is someone I was working with. His name's Dave and Dave was actually building a ton of strength. All right. He was getting very strong, especially in his compound lifts. And he was, he was getting pissed off because he was still, he was still overweight. He was still like 30 pounds overweight, 25, 30 pounds overweight. And he didn't know why. And he carries all of his extra weight in his midsection. That's just how his body kind of, kind of does it. It carries it all there. So he's also kind of short. Um, and so, you know, we, we took a look at what exactly he was doing when we started, uh, when we started working together and what, what had he been doing for months? What is he doing now? And where does he want to go? And we got to the level where, where we got super specific and he was showing me pictures of what he wanted and all this. And we crafted an approach and we had him follow that exact approach to a T and then one thing led to another. And within six months, Dave went from this kind of, kind of overweight muffin top type of physique to having that really, really defined V look that he wanted, right? Narrow waist, broad shoulders, broad back. That's what he wanted. And basically what we did was we deployed a, a an approach that had him focus on the things that were going to get him the most results in a hypertrophy based way. And I realized after I saw his results, he lost, you know, he lost 25 pounds, but he looks bigger than he ever has because his, his muscles have gotten so much bigger and he's filling up shirts and uh, he actually had to go, I think he had to go down in pants, one or two sizes, and he had to go up in a shirt size because he got, his shoulders got so wide and they was filling up his sleeves. It was kind of cool to see. Uh, but anyway, I have, I've since realized that the approach that, that we have, that I have is, is it's a little bit different from what everyone else does. And I guess I kind of knew that, but I, I didn't really know just how drastic it was. And so I've kind of outlined it and packaged it up and, and I think it makes a lot of sense and I've, I've used it on uh, quite a few people now and I've call I've started calling it the focused movement training model. Okay. The focused movement training model. And really what that means is it's a model for developing the body of your dreams using movements that if you focus on them the right way with the right approach in a, in a, in a, in a way that's put together by, you know, by me and you putting our heads together, that will give you the best results. And it's proven itself to be successful over and over and over and over again. Really what this is, is a culmination of 10 years of experimentation, 11 years actually at this point of experimentation and education and research and testing. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's just so powerful. So the focus movement training model, that's what I've named this approach. And I'm actually very proud of it. But, um, uh, if you want to learn more about what this is and what I do and some of the client results that I've gotten and, and just some of the people that I collaborate with jump over into the Facebook group called crafting a high performance body in mind, go over there, just search in Facebook for crafting a high performance body in mind. You will find that Facebook group. Uh, drop an application. One of the admins will let you in and you'll see tons of content. It's almost daily at this point, but we go over stuff like this. We go over things that will take you to the next level. We go over things that 
maybe you're stuck on and how to get through them. Maybe it's a plateau. Maybe it's a situation like this where you're getting strong as hell, but you just can't get the physique that you want. Or maybe you have the physique that you want, but you're not really getting as strong as you want. Uh, and, and whatever, it's so many different things that can happen depending on what your goals are and what other people's goals are. So anyway, go over to Facebook, check that out. It's totally free. Uh, again, crafting a high performance body in mind. And uh, with that guys, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. Honestly, this is something that comes up so often that I feel like if you listen to this and you're experiencing this even a little bit, that you'll get value out of it. So if you did, please go over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review on this podcast if you got something out of it and of course share it with a friend if you think there's someone in your life that would benefit from hearing these words and with that guys again thank you so much i love you don't forget as always train with purpose and i will talk to you guys in the next episode See you.